0: This Week in HPC by Intersect 360 Research. NVIDIA's 10th GPU Technology Conference.
1: DOE affirms Exascale Path.
0: It's This Week in HPC. Hi, everyone. Thanks for listening in to another episode of This Week in HPC with Intersect 360 Research, distributed in partnership with HPC Wire. I'm Addison Snell. That's Tiffany Trader. Tiffany, it was a big week in HPC this week, and we knew it would be as NVIDIA kicked off its 10th annual GTC, or GPU Technology Conference, in San Jose.
1: That's right. And we were both on site and it's uh, it was the 10th iteration this year for the conference. It's getting bigger uh, each year. In fact, this year, the keynote event was moved from the San Jose Conference Center Hall to the San Jose State University Event Center, which has additional stadium style seating.
0: And this, despite the fact that there wasn't really a big hardware or architecture, a new chip that that, uh, they were announcing, but nevertheless, there was a a lot of big news going on. They had to divide the nearly three-hour-long keynote that was nevertheless content-rich at that length into a couple of major chapters covering graphics, AI and HPC and robotics, and uh, and there was a lot to talk about there, uh, starting with... Uh, on the software side they really uh, put a lot of wrapping around the the work that they've done in CUDA into a new branding called CUDA X trying to move all of this forward into the future
1: yeah like CUDA X and then they also announced CUDA X AI which is a collection of software acceleration libraries built on top of CUDA and that provides optimizations for All these workloads we're talking about, deep learning, machine learning, as well as high-performance computing,
0: Overall, the major theme that they were hitting, not only during the keynote, but throughout the show, was data science, which Jensen Huang, the CEO of NVIDIA, highlighted as being at the intersection of traditional HPC or supercomputing and hyperscale as we start looking at all of these new tools for analyzing vast quantities of data. Now, I don't want to let the graphic stuff go by uh, without at least remarking that I think it was very positive that NVIDIA is continuing to stay True to its core customers on the graphics and gaming side. And you noted, uh, Tiffany, that they have a new whole gaming pod that's built on some new technologies there. I remember last year they talked a lot about ray tracing and graphics. That's a positive step for NVIDIA to really stay true to that gaming side. But then it rolled forward very quickly into this AI and data science space, and in particular, they talked about some uh, new solutions built on their T4 inferencing.
1: Right. So just just like you said, they have the RTX server. They announced the RTX, a big server pod uh, for gaming and rendering, and then they announced uh, they they announced an RTX workstation for data science, and then they have a partnership with some major server vendors. That's Cisco. Dell EMC, Fujitsu, HPE, Inspur, Lenovo, and Shugan now all offer NVIDIA Turing based T4 GPU servers for these workloads, data, data analytics, machine learning, and, and deep learning.
0: They also had AWS in a partnership there announced on stage with some T4 inferencing instances in the AWS cloud.
1: Yep, yep. Uh, they brought Gar- uh, Matt Garman from AWS up on stage and they announced the new. Uh, EC2 instance type called G4, which is powered by those T4 GPUs.
0: As interesting as that inferencing was on the compute side, to me, the even more interesting Uh, set of product announcements was around something they were calling the NVIDIA DGX Pod. Now, with this one, the focus is still on data science, but here their partnership was with major high-performance storage vendors under the banner that you could get up and running doing data science within a day. Here, NVIDIA is providing the compute portion with DGX, but now partnering that with DDN, EMC, IBM Spectrum Storage, NetApp, and Pure Storage, all of whom have these appliances now for doing data science under the banner of getting up and running on data science in one day. I thought that was a really interesting announcement. Now, the the flip side to that is this is the cautionary piece I have for NVIDIA is they have to be careful. They don't compete too much directly with their own customers on the server OEM side. This is the kind of thing that feels like maybe they... Get cut out of the loop a little bit, and here's Nvidia providing essentially a server component directly to the storage providers.
1: Right, and that's a point that we were making last week on the podcast. We were talking about the Mellanox acquisition as well. Uh, and, and speaking of that, uh, Mellanox CEO Eyal Waldman was brought up on stage at, at this keynote, and you know the two companies had nice things to say about each other and reaffirmed that they're they're doubling down on the. The data center and they're excited to be partnering as, as you might imagine.
0: Yeah, that was nice to see and good timing with the announcement with Mellanox to be able to then highlight that at the keynote here. Okay, with all of those HPC-related news items, I will say that for me, I think my favorite bit of technology that got highlighted during the keynote, although it's not directly on the HPC side, was a bit of inferencing technology, or I should say rather programming or edge technology called the Jetson Nano this is a ninety nine dollar chip that can be programmed and really gets them into like competing against the raspberry Pi space. I like this because it goes right after the makers of the world you want this is the same essentially the same approach they 've taken with CuDA and trying to have a large grassroots programming effort. Now you can do that in the AI space with a very inexpensive product. You want to build your own. Robotic puppy with AI and try to program it. Here's a product that lets you do that with a very low price point.
1: Yeah, that Jetson Nano was definitely a crowd a crowd uh, favorite. It's something everybody was talking about at the show, and a lot of people I ran into had had picked one up for ninety nine dollars at the show.
0: Yeah, I didn't get one myself. That's a little out of the sphere of what I'm going to be spending my time doing. But nevertheless, I could appreciate the the potential market there for the Jetson Nano and how it expands the potential universe of GPU programmers into that hobbyist area of who wants to go play with AI. Now, that didn't take away from the enterprise side of everything that they can do with data science. It's clear that they they see that as the big growth area. And that was really highlighted in a lot of the articles that are in your coverage on HPC Wire. You've done a pretty thorough job there across multiple articles.
1: Thanks. And that's a great point about expanding the the CUDA architecture. Uh, Before we move on to our our second big story, I also want to give a pointer to a recap of a really interesting presentation that uh, NVIDIA chief scientist Bill Daly gave uh, that my colleague John Russell covered. So at uh, GTC, Daly offered, uh, I think, a rare peek into NVIDIA research and the directions there. Everyone knows he's an HPC luminary and and someone to, to listen to. So recommended reading.
0: Yeah, absolutely. The more you can get a sense of the future of where this is going at the research level within NVIDIA, and Bill Daly's the perfect speaker for that. He's been a great HPC visionary in this industry for a long time. So yeah, I would second that and recommend our listeners go check out that article on HPC Wire in addition to the other GTC coverage from the 10th Annual GPU Technology Conference in San Jose. Okay, but that wasn't all the news that we had in HPC this week. The DOE together with Intel announced on Monday publicly reaffirming the path for the A21 or Aurora Exascale system, which is slated to be the first U.S. system at Exascale in 2021. Now, the timing of this announcement is a little unusual that it would coincide so neatly with GTC. It seemed like that might have been done a little bit to try to steal NVIDIA's thunder. It didn't keep GTC from being our top story, but nevertheless, we do want to go take a look at what was new in this A21 announcement.
1: It's true, Addison. This is really a confirmation of re- or reaffirmation of a lot of things that we already knew. But let's uh, let's just look at what the some of the details that they offered up about the Aurora design, uh, which, by the way, the uh, the contract they did say the contract is valued at over 500 million. And we saw that line item. Uh, we covered this too on the podcast a couple of weeks ago. But we saw that line item in the in the Trump budget for 500 million. So that's that's uh, relating to this this new system that's coming up so we we know that the it's a Cray Shasta system and uh, it will be based on future generation of Intel Xeon scalable processor uh which we now know the name of Intel's XE compute architecture and uh a few fut- it's also based on a future generation of Intel Optane data center persistent memory you, know, you have to say the whole thing Optane uh and Intel's one API software and then all those technologies are going to be coming into 200 Shasta cabinets, all crea- all connected by Cray's new Slingshot Interconnect and the Shasta software stack.
0: Yeah, so you're right, Tiffany, that mostly this was a reaffirmation of things that we already knew or suspected. And I, it, that was the most unusual thing about this announcement was I, I kind of wanted more in terms of what the details of this system were. Nevertheless, if we break down what was said there, there are pieces in there that we can start inferring. First of all, the price tag, getting that number on there is an interesting piece of data. But beyond that, uh, first of all, we reaffirm the fact that Cray, or affirm for the first time officially that Cray is the official system subcontractor on this. We'd been believing it was Cray for a long time, but we didn't have any kind of official official declaration that Cray was definitively the system provider for this system, then we have the Intel Xe architecture. This is what I'd really like to know a little more about. We almost unofficially, although it was on a slide once from Intel at supercomputing, uh, we almost officially don't know anything about this platform. But but it does appear that it's a discrete GPU processor from Intel, which gets a lot of people calling it Larrabee in a jokey kind of way. But beyond the fact that it's an Intel discrete GPU, we we don't really know anything about it. it. Is it really a graphics chip? Is it a computational GPU? How do you program it other than this one API concept, which is a bit of a holy grail to say we 're going to program all of these discrete elements with a single api we 'd all like to know how that works so uh, we 'd like to see a little more detail around intel x e but uh, and and some of the and some of the other architecture levels. I thought the optane portion with the uh, with the persistent memory is maybe one of the strongest pieces. Those details have been coming out since uh, we saw an, an elongated presentation at the HPC Advisory Council at Stanford. That was very well received. So we, we're getting a lot of the piece parts here, but still not a lot of detail for a system that's due to be fully deployed within three years from now.
1: That's that's right. It's, it's coming up quickly, due to be deployed. And then if you, you look at the ramp up to that when they have to start when they have to start in- in- installing you know that's uh that's an even shorter runway um, so we're all looking for clues right now. I think everybody's very interested to know more about this XE architecture. One of the clues that we have comes from uh, our 2019 person to watch, Jim Keller, head of the Silicon Engineering Group at Intel. And in a, in a Q&A that we did with him actually ahead of this announcement, he noted that architectures are moving from scalar computing to vector to matrix to spatial. And, and those are some of the, the things we've we've heard some buzz about with regard to this, this new architecture that um, looks like it will be a. a discrete GPU. And then one final question
0: I think that's open is back to with regard to that price tag. You're right that we did talk about the DOE budget and what it means for HPC on the previous episode of This Week in HPC. But remember, that is a White House proposed budget that still needs to be approved by Congress. And we don't have that congressional approval yet. So there's a question in my mind as to how locked in that price tag is, or is there a possibility that the budget gets modified in Congress and the DOE doesn't wind up with as much money as it thought it had?
1: That's certainly true. it is def- it's proposed at this at this point yet to be ironed out but I think we've also seen recently that there's been a lot of bipartisan support for these exaskill initiatives. so I it seems uh, reasonable to to think that um, there's confidence it will move forward. One of the other things worth mentioning about the budget here is that Cray's contract is valued at more than $100 million, and that's one of the largest in Cray's history. Uh, and Aurora happens to be the second major win for Shasta Systems in the last six months. Cray's contract with NERSC for the Shasta System known as Perlmutter is worth $146 million, so – So some good wins for Cray with the Shasta so far. Rick Stevens had some really interesting comments. He talked about the system is going to be exclusively configured to be an excellent platform for deep learning. And to support, you know, the streaming um, applications.
0: All right, Tiffany, another really meaty episode of a lot of news this week in HPC. It was good seeing you at the various conferences recently. And we've got more coming up, not this coming week, but the week after next. I'll be at the HPC and AI Advisory Council in Lugano, Switzerland. So we know we've got a lot more HPC content coming our way. Thanks to you for tuning in. You've been listening to This Week in HPC, brought to you by Intersect 360 Research. Actionable market intelligence for high-performance computing. For more information, visit intersect360.com.